Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, everybody. Welcome back to Disney Plus Us, Just Another World's Disney Plus podcast. This week, we're talking about Tom Hanks's... I was going to make a big joke here, but I totally lost it. We're talking about big. <laughs> his biggest movie ever. There we go. I don't even think this was his biggest movie ever. <laughs> Anyways, we have our guest on. Christian, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Well, after my total flub of an intro there... Kristen, if for people that don't know you, it, this is, I swear I'm getting better at this. Who mm. are you? Whoa, that's a very existential question you're asking me at the beginning of this movie podcast about Big. Which is honestly, you know what, fair for taking it the existential route with Big. But just how do people know you, Christian? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, I'm a Latinx content creator uh, based in Portland, Oregon. Uh, people might know me from my work on my movie podcast called Large Popcorn, which Large you're going to be on, by the way. Which, yeah. Oh, God, that's right. I have to sit down and watch Lord of the Rings. I For fi- the very first time. It's been a running joke on this show the, on the fact that I haven't. Um, so I know that oh. there's a bunch of listeners out there that are like, finally, this idiot is going to watch this f- series that he keeps joking about and never having actually seen. I can't wait for you to watch them and end up not liking them. Oh, I'm just going to hate them. Like, <laughs> vividly. No, honestly, it's. I'll probably love them. They're totally my speed of something I'd love. I just have never actually given them the time of day. Dude, they're some of the best, like, comfort movies. So, you, like, put them on when you need, like, a nice mental health day. Get yourself, like, some snacks, maybe a soda or a sparkling water, and just hang out. That sounds Watch good, but I'm, that's also because I'm definitely drinking LaCroix right now. Yes. Good for you. But yeah, we're, we're not here to talk about Lord of the Rings, but I'm sure it will come back around today. We're talking about the 1988 movie, Big. Tom Hanks, Elizabeth Perkins, Robert Loggia, and John Hurd. Directed by Penny Marshall. Uh, released on June 3rd. 104 minutes on the theatrical release, 130 for the extended edition. I don't even remember which one I watched. Um, there was an extended edition? Did I miss this? There's apparently an extended edition. Um, I'm going to quickly check what the, just the bog standard one is on Disney Plus. Which, just to kind of start off the show, when I started the show, I never thought we would be talking about Big. Right? Like That's just one that was like... Nah, there's no way that's ever going to come on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, when you sent me your list, um, I, I saw Big and I was like, that's a Disney movie? And then I had to do some research and I was like, wait, no, th- I, duh, like Disney bought Fox, so now they own their property <laughs> and they can put it on Disney+. Plus. Look, this made me realize that Turner and Hooch is on uh, Disney+, Plus, which means Shut I up. know exactly what I'm doing tonight. You want to know what else I had is on no Disney+, idea. Plus? Sister Act. And Sister Act 2. Wait, there's also Sister Act 3 coming out, right? Yeah, there is Sister Act 3 coming out. I gotta be honest, I've never seen the Sister Act movies. Oh, so dude, I'm sorry. You, you have to watch them. That's I your homework. to my queue. Okay, thank you. <laughs> homework. People who come on the show often get homework from me of, you haven't seen this movie, go watch this movie. 
But yeah, it's it's part of that Fox like just wave of movies that hit when Disney bought them. What a great addition, though. Like with just just talking about Bing in general, to the overarching like Disney Plus library. This movie is in a just a classic. It's beautiful. I mean, if I'm being honest, this feels like a more adult version of a Disney movie, anyway. So like, it feels right at home on on the platform. Oh, it's definitely a it's definitely a very Disney esque storyline of kid becomes adult, learns yeah. lesson, goes back to being kid. But they, I think one of my favorite things about this movie is how it does it does it will stop to let you think. Um, like the uh, the piano scene, which is one of my favorite scenes in like just all of movies in general. Iconic. Like it just it stops everything unless you have this beautiful moment with heart and soul and chopsticks. Yeah, dude. I mean, it it keeps going. I remember I was expecting like the shoe to drop and like, oh, they'll just finish any moment now. But it keeps going and like I'm left kind of wanting more. Like yeah, it, they it, play it, the like, whole song. Yeah. But it feels so like whimsical and like on well, on brand childlike. Um, I, love it's that just nice. they, um, I love that they get applause every time they have to make a big jump. Like, well, together. I mean, like. McMillan is that his boss is like pretty old. He's making some pretty big jumps. Yeah, well done for him. <laughs> like Mr. McMillan is young for his age. Then again, he also runs a toy company. So Yeah, I love this. I love the themes of this movie of like dealing with adulthood. This yeah, is... or like this is the first movie um that that like, because I gotta be honest, I thought this was a kids movie for the longest time. So I was like, oh, I just missed this Tom Hanks kids movie. I'll probably never watch it. And I, you know, ended up finding out that it's kind of not a kids movie, but it, it does have those elements of like everyone can relate to wanting to be a grown up when they're a little kid. You know? Yeah, that was a thing we all wanted, and then became adults and realized we didn't want it. <laughs> I want to go back so bad. <laughs> Takes me back to those days when. COVID wasn't a thing, and I could go just play ball with my friends. I miss oh, it hit me, like, halfway through this movie, by the way, that I was like, wait, why are they, all these people, like, so close to each other? I was like, oh, that's <laughs> right. There wasn't a pandemic back then. Yeah, there wasn't a pandemic in 1988. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a really... It is a very adult, like you mentioned, adult version of a Disney friendship, but I... I want to give credit where credit is due to like some of like the nods and references. Like everything happens because of my freaking Zoltar machine. Yeah, like Zoltar. Of all of the things you can choose in the world, you chose Zoltar, and that is weird. And I love it. It's it, so good. It also helps establish that I think Zoltar is creepy as crap. Zoltar scares the scares the living shit out of me. <laughs> like, oh, we can cuss on here. Oh, yeah, you can definitely cuss. Nice. We are not a family-friendly show. Good to know. We talk about but Disney like, movies, but to your point, though, it is scary. Like, there's like that close-up when it's like moving its very like lifeless mouth and eyes. You know uh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, when the eyes go red, and then like, oh, that's that, right, yeah. That super creepy moment when at the very beginning there when he learns it's unplugged. 
and just takes off. Well, he doesn't even notice. I think it's it's like the camera that shows that it's unplugged. It's like, oh, snap! I thought he had noticed it. Yeah, doesn't doesn't matter for the overarching narrative of this movie, but regardless, this, is, this was a rewatch for you, right? This was a rewatch for me. Okay. Um, how about how about you? And no, it's my very first time. So I guess with that, what what brought you to choose Big? Because if someone who's never seen this movie, sure. Um, well, like I said, I, I thought it was a kids' movie growing up. I had seen like pictures of like Tom Hanks like on the piano, um, and I was like, well, I just missed that movie, so I'll probably never watch it. And then um, you know, I used to get the uh, the Netflix DVDs back in in the day. Um, and I <laughs> was watching The Office, and there's that like classic like Michael Scott reference to Big, that doesn't serve any perf- purpose. He just has Big on the conference wall because he likes that movie. And I was like, wait, like maybe this is uh, something that like requires my attention to watch. And I had just never gotten to it until I saw it on your list, and I was like, it's now or never. <laughs> yeah. I love that this podcast becomes an excuse for people to be like, oh, I haven't seen that. Let's watch that. Because it, it really f- does bring out some good conversation and also just shows these movies off to great people. Yeah. It's my favorite way to watch movies now. When someone's like, want to come on the show? What do you want to watch? And I was like, I've never seen that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. So first impressions of it, like you obviously you said you thought it was like a kid's movie going in. What kind of point in the movie, and this is obviously full spoilers, within this mm-hmm. podcast, what point in the movie did you kind of realize, oh, this maybe isn't so much of a kid's movie? Well, I mean, in, I think it's like the very beginning when uh, Josh and his friend Billy are talking about the, like, you can see down his teacher's shirt all the way down to, like, past the, you know, like, down her, how do I say this? You know what, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, know, I know the part you're saying. Very quick. Like, they're being really creepy. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, it's quaint because it's the 80s and it's like these kids, like, you know, having, like, sexual awakenings. Like, we've all been through it. Yeah. But, like, it, like to have that lens on is like, oh, this is not a movie, like, for kids. I should, By the way, I should check. Is this PG or PG-13? I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. Let's see. Big is PG. Wow. How is this, I guess... 88 so looking at looking at ratings is always weird because the standard of, uh, like for ratings is definitely changed now since it was back in the 80s do you remember when uh billy drops the f-bomb by the way because that that caught me so off guard oh that totally threw me off i was like wait what like, you're you're so young stop it you child mm-hmm. billy weirdly the most vulgar character in this show or in this movie. He, he was a badass. Because he, he goes from New York back to what I'm assuming, I think, is back to New Jersey. Back to New Jersey, By himself. Yeah. yeah, that kid, impressed by, like, Billy's just sheer confidence to go through all of that. Such a different age. Kids don't do that these days. These days. I was going to say, like, the, the craziest thing I did as a kid was, like, go to my neighbor's house. I never thought about going from New Jersey to New York City. No. Not at, like, night, either. Oh, God, yeah. It was a n- Wait, was the, was the subway even a run that late? 
Well, I got to assume maybe he's taking the bus home. Oh, maybe. Because I think the, the buses run at night to New Jersey. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Let's just assume yes for the sake of not having <laughs> to wreck our brains around it. But yeah, so like we mentioned Zoltar, we mentioned Billy. I'm trying to think of some other things to talk about here before we really jump into like the actual minutia of the of the movie. Right. I definitely like um his relationship with Susan. I'm not sure how I fully feel about it though. It's Yeah, as an as an adult it's hard to like rectify that cuz he, he is a child after all. Mhm. But he also he's not. It's a weird gray area that you wouldn't ever really expect to be talking about. Listen, if, if I were making this movie, I definitely wouldn't have the two have some kind of sexual encounter. Personally, <laughs> I thought that was a bit strange. And like they never like kind of confront that when she realizes that he is a 13-year-old living in a man's body. Oh, yeah, they don't do that. Uh, but huh. at the same time, like... I really love their relationship. Mm-hmm. And also at the same time, that's one of my favorite, like, there, there is a trope, and I don't know the name of it, but it's the, mm. this character clearly just had sex trope. The, oh, the, the <laughs> smile on your face the next morning? Yeah, the, the over-enthusiasm. <laughs> I love it. And this, this, that scene in this, the scene in this is probably one of my favorite examples of that because of how over the top it is. I, I actually like that you brought that scene up because to me that did two things. Like one, it's showing like his, you know, like ev- like the classic man, like just had sex trope, but also like the kind of like childlike nature in him. It's like, yeah, like I just did that. But it also, it, it's like a point in the movie where it's like the first time he shifts to being an adult because his wardrobe like totally changes. He's oh, wearing yeah. like, an actual suit at that point. Yeah. Like before this, he is very bright, very colorful. Mm-hmm. And then here, yeah. It's definitely cool. I gotta say, like, speaking of, like, kind of clothing, shout out to, like, uh, Josh's, like, outfit at the very beginning, of, in the very end of this movie. It is a good look. With, like, the the button down opened up and the jacket over it. It looks weirdly oh, good. Yeah, yeah. That, that late 80s wardrobe, the, the whole aesthetic, I miss it. We need to bring it back. I think it is kind of making a, a little bit of a comeback. I know. Maybe it's just because we're in Portland, but it's, a, it's flannels right, galore right. around here. I'm actually wearing my Portland State hoodie right now. <laughs> I'm weirdly not in any Oregon gear, but I am wearing a beanie, so I got that covered. Faker. I'm always wearing a beanie. I'm literally never not wearing a beanie. Yeah, I see your Discord picture is a picture of you in a beanie. <laughs> What's funny is that I think every picture, like, on all of my socials has me in a beanie. <laughs> Actually, I think that's just because I have this, like, the same picture everywhere, but the eh, details that are, aren't important. Right. Um, we've kind of talked about this a good amount. Um, the one thing I forgot to bring up was the budget and box office for this film. Um, and then, yeah, 20th Century Fox film. Runtime. Officially, can confirm, um, 130 minutes is an extended edition, and that's what's on Disney+. Plus. Um, the budget, $18 million, uh, which is actually pretty low, considering this yeah. was a box office of $151.7 million. All of it went to the trampoline in the loft. It, worth it. 
Um, <laughs> also worth noting that this movie was nominated for two Academy Awards and two Golden Globes. Uh, Academy Awards, Tom Hanks was nominated for Best Actor, and it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Um, Golden Globes a nomina- had a nomination for Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, and it won- Tom Hanks won Best Actor, actor uh, in Musical or, or Comedy. I think that Tom Hanks guy is going places. Yeah, you know, I think, I think he's got a career. Also, how weird is it seeing Tom Hanks so young? Okay, I was gonna say the same thing right now. Yes, dude. Absolutely, it would. It's it's so strange. I'm definitely used to older Tom Hanks. Well, I didn't even realize like how much Tom Hanks has like gotten older until I saw him in this role. I was like, mm-hmm. oh no. Because like with Tom Life. Hanks, I immediately like think of him in some of his more recent roles and stuff like um stuff like Sully or. Honestly, I still think of him. God, what's the name of the movie? Oh, it's on. The... Oh, as um as Walt Disney in Saving oh. Mr. Banks. I missed that one. Yeah, he was actually the first actor ever to portray Walt Disney. Up, like officially wait, wait. as Walt Disney. Wait. Was there a lot of cigarettes in that movie? There were. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, honestly, though, like. Save Mr. Banks is, like, wildly depressing, but I highly recommend it. I gotta add Save Mr. Banks as well. Um, it's about, like, the writing of the Mary Poppins uh, movie. Hmm. Um, and it's Walt Disney's back and forth with uh, the author of Mary Poppins to get the rights to make this movie, because she just, she would not let it go. Um, it's really cool. Is that one on Disney as well? That one is Disney, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's an official Disney film. (laughs) But they're like, yeah, we'll do this. I love Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is is a gem. And I'm always scared to say that, because every time I say that, I'm like half worried of like, oh God, please don't do anything terrible before this comes out. (laughs) No, I don't think you can do anything wrong. But Tom Hanks, I feel confident in in saying he is a gem of a human being. Oh, yeah. Tom Hanks is among the few. Um, what do you say we jump into the actual movie itself? Let's do it. All right, so this is one of the movie where we go through the plot. So if you want any spoilers that we haven't spoiled already for a movie that came out in 1988, <laughs> stop now. But honestly, what are you doing? This movie came out in 1988. I'm honestly shocked Christian hadn't seen it, so maybe there's some of you out there that haven't. Alas, the limitation on spoilers is now up. This movie starts in New Jersey, which I could make all the jokes I want about New Jersey, but honestly, you've heard them all before. Hold Um, on, the suburbs look really comfy to me. The suburbs do look great. I will give you that. Um, 12-year-old Josh Baskin, living with his parents and his baby sister, Rachel, who is a very cute child. Uh, You know, he's just living his life, having a good time. Has a crush on this girl who's older than him, who's clearly just thinks thinks of him as a kid brother, but never, never addresses. Mm-hmm. We never address that after this opening, yeah, <laughs> opening scene. Um, hangs out with his friend Billy, doing all these things, just being a kid. 
like playing games, being bad at gym class. And they have their own song that they sing on their walk home. They do. I that was so cute. It was. I liked it. I like how it comes it, back it, around. It made it does. But but it also made me miss like it was the first time I thought about like, oh my god, like I wonder what my best friend from elementary school is doing right now. And like it really hurt me that I can't remember his last name. I actually, this is such a weird non sequitur, but I just like hung out with my best friend from like elementary, middle school the other day. Really? Like total, didn't mean to, just ran into them at um, at like Safeway, and we're like, hey, let's let's chat and catch up. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it turns out they live not far from me, and it just sometimes works out like that, folks. <laughs> but yeah, they're growing up, um, and the next night they are at the. Um, sorry, not there, not. Josh and his family go to the carnival. Um, this carnival looks like it freaking rocks. I wish I could go to this carnival because it looks so fun. Wait, hold on. You missed something very important that I want to bring up. What, which part did I forget? The mom was folding laundry on the kitchen table. That bothered me so much. That bothered you? That's like what I, that's exactly what I do. What? Is this a thing? This is I. I think it's just, you fold laundry where you can fold laundry. I mean that is true, but like she has a whole house. Why? Why do it on the kitchen? That's so weird. I feel like it, like you go to the kitchen because it's like a central area. So if anyone else needs you, you can just go. Oh, that's a very good point. In that case, I apologize. <laughs> like I'm just confused now. <laughs> You've confused me. Um. But yeah, he goes to the carnival which like i said looks great but i'm significantly worried that all of these arcade machines are like an outside of this tent under that they're supposed to be covering them because if it rains those machines are broken and busted and that is a tragedy dude there was like a it was like a stormy night the night before yeah what are they doing <laughs> there's some really i should say like take, speaking on arcades there's some really good cabinets in this movie like they have oh, a yeah. they have a really weird diversity of arcade cabinets that they show in this movie very, um, very, like, child, like, every kid's dream. Like, I don't know why I recognized it, but I'm, and it's stuck in my brain, but at, like, the very end when he goes back to the Zoltar machine, there's just an OutRun machine next to it. Oh, really? I didn't notice. Like, there's OutRun, there's Pac-Man, there's Super Mario, there's Donkey Kong, there's all these big name cabinets that are just there. Exposed to the elements. <laughs> it hurts me so. <laughs> Especially just considering how hard they are to find these days. Now we know why. <laughs> yeah, because everyone put them outside and they got destroyed. <laughs> um, but yeah, that night, he goes to he wants to go ride Super Loops uh, in an attempt to impress this girl that he thinks likes him. It's weird. I, I, don't, I don't know what was happening here. I'm just going to assume it was kids being kids. Who's like dating like a 16-year-old. Yeah. Presumably. Well, I think because she's older than him. Like, she's oh, significantly she? older than him. Oh, okay. Um, that's why I said, like, she clearly thinks of him as a kid brother. This makes way more sense now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, her, her boyfriend, presumably her boyfriend, comes up and has the weirdest line in the movie. Like, this is, what's his name? He drives. <laughs> well, it's cool. It's the cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know what movie proved it to be cool? Bumblebee. That's what showed that driving is cool. 
Yo, shout out to Bumblebee. That's a, that's a good movie. Honestly, that movie rocks, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he goes up to get onto the ride called Super Loops, by the way, which looks like a really fun roller coaster, but he can't. He's too short. Bummer. Yeah, like barely too. It, it definitely hurts. Um, so he walks off, rejected. Cynthia, is, that's the girl's name, says bye to him. And like, Could you imagine the embarrassment, by the way? Like, your childhood crush has to watch you walk away because you're too short for the ride. That hurt me. I can imagine that embarrassment, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it hurts. Like, you definitely feel for Josh in that scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he goes, walks down Arcade Lane. Again, elements are not good for arcade machines. Um, we'll hammer this point home, damn it. Um, and there he comes across a Zoltar machine, a fortune teller arcade antique machine. You don't see these things anymore. Frankly, when mm. arcades were actually a thing, you very, you very rarely saw Zoltar machines. But guess what? Zoltar, as a company, still exists, and they are still selling machines. Today? In 2021? Yes. This is actually a thing. Zoltar machines are one. still a thing. Like I was, I got curious about it. They are built in Boulder City, Nevada, and really? are sold as like collectors' items now. Who who are buying these things? They sell fortune cards and keychains too. Oh no! <laughs> they went all out for it. What's uh, I'm gonna search up one of these uh, keychains here. Yeah, um, they don't sell them this, this one anymore, that you roll the quarter into its mouth. Um, Apparently they got, they got them in Hot Topic, just FYI. Oh, God. Of course, of course they do in Hot Topic. <laughs> um, yeah, this is just one of those weird things that I'm like, why is Zoltar, of all things, still around? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he, he makes a wish. Uh, he wishes to be big, which I'm like... He said the thing. He said the thing. That's the that's the meme of pointing at it. Um, the machine acts really weird for a second. Uh, Zoltar's eyes go red, and eventually, though, it dispenses a card saying, "Your wish is granted." With a highly intricate, really cool-looking Zoltar like design on one side. Um, oh yeah. However, in creepiness, this Zoltar machine has been unplugged the entire time. He goes home, sleeps. Waking up, though, uh, David Mos- Moscow has now become Tom Hanks. Um, and is actually kind of an adult. I don't know Very how old Tom Hanks was when he filmed this movie. Let's, let's do the math. I don't... I, don't, I mean, you, you, you say like do the math, year. but it's literally just Google. How old was Tom Hanks in, in Big... I gotta be honest, I've never thought about that before. I've always done the math whenever, <laughs> whenever I'm searching stuff up like that. Uh, okay, 35-year-old man. That was, that's how old um, he's supposed to be. 34, 35? Oh, looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and now he's an old man and has to sneak out of the house, which we'll get, I'm going to get back to my, my, why I think that part's weird. Um, so he sneaks I, I out. Say, I do want to say he's got great calves when he when he jumps out of the bed. He really they, does. They have a shot of just his legs. They look great. He does. Uh, he struggles to put on his own clothes, so he goes and steals some from his dad. 
uh, runs off, runs, trying to figure out what's happening, grabs the bike, goes to where the uh, carnival was, and it's all gone. Uh, they have moved mm-hmm. on. Um, so he goes home trying to explain things to his mom, who's like, who the hell are you? You are Terrifying. a stranger. Which brings me to my issue of, you snuck out. You knew this was going to be an issue. Why mm-hmm. did you go back? That was, yeah. He should have just gone from downstairs, or from upstairs to downstairs. You know? Yeah. Like, like maybe then, like, she would have stopped and you could have explained the situation a little bit. You still would have sounded insane. But there would have been some, like, possibility there. Yeah, but then it gets even more insane. I'm getting ahead of myself, but, like... This is the beginning of the, like, the, and nobody, they don't talk, they don't confront this. You know what I mean? This bothered me. Like, oh, the fact that he, like, he talks to his mom and, like, everyone in this office sees and hears that he has essentially kidnapped a child and no one questions it. And then writes her a letter, like, pretending to, well, he is him, but it's like, oh, man, this, they're being great. Yeah. These kidnappers really showing me a good time right now. <laughs> like trying to play it up to be better. It's just mm-hmm. Oh man. They say I will go home soon in about six weeks. <laughs> what? In exactly six weeks. Yeah. But like they they just wanted to kidnap me and take me away from you for a month. We're just gonna hang out, have a good time. Also, just kind of something I'm curious. What's the dad doing in all of this? Where is he? How, is he worried about his child? Very good question. No idea. Like, but he's only there me. for the carnival. Yeah, exactly. He moved along with the carnival. He was a carny. Yeah. Is he halfway to joining the circus? Well, listen, if your son's been kidnapped, you got to go look for him. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't. We don't see him at all. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Not even um, a conflict for him. Anyways, yeah. Realizing that uh, his mom thinks he's a stranger, he runs off and sneaks into the school and finds Billy. Low security at that school. Um, sings a song to get Billy's help and reali- make Billy realize it is, in fact, Josh. Um, and they go to figure out what happened to the Zoltar machine. In the meanwhile, um, Josh rents a room in New York at the St. John Hotel, which has the great, um, they have the great line of, St. John, it's religious. Yeah. There was actually a moment right before this, before they uh, head over, um, when uh, Josh and Billy are on the like bench waiting for their ride, and uh, Josh is like, you stole money? And Billy's like, it's for emergencies. Yeah, it's like my dad's Josh. emergency fund. What Jesus, would you Billy? call this? Exactly, dude. It's so funny. Because <laughs> he's just, he's so right in that moment as well. Um, it's like, it's a classic, like, you know, you're a kid, like, what do you, like, what am I going to do kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, so they, they're starting to look for jobs for Josh so that he can stay in New York City until they can get their, like, their department thing they asked for. I don't even know what that was. That's that's like some old tech that I don't know. Um, <laughs> but they're like, it's going to take uh, at least six weeks. Um, so Josh has to find a job while he's there. They're going through stuff. 
And uh, at some point, they get to computers. I forgot to mention, at the beginning of this movie, Josh was playing a computer game that looked really fun. I want to figure out what this game is and play it. Um, oh, like the adventure game? Yeah. If any yeah. of you out there are listening and know what this adventure game is, if it's an actual game, please let me know. I'm very curious. By the way, did he, did he not have like internet access at work? Like He worked with computers. I have to assume maybe you... Like, one in that office might have some kind of internet access. Yeah, maybe he could have maybe lurked up Zoltair stuff, but I guess I guess the uh, the library was working on that for him. Yeah, I think at that point because you know he is a kid, like he just wasn't thinking about that. Very true. It's also the eighties. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he's in his apartment and gets this data entry job at Macmillan Toy Company, where immediately he is like. His coworkers like, "What the hell are you doing, man? You're going, you do, you're doing too good of a job here. Slow down, be mediocre." <laughs> Which who, I was, who was his coworker? I forget. His, John Levitz. When I saw yeah. him, it was like I felt like a kid again. I was like, "Oh my god, I haven't seen this man in a movie in so long." <laughs> John Levitz will do that to you. Loved it. Mm-hmm. I love that moment though. I was like. It's like, are you trying to get all of us fired? Slow it down, man. Uh, Oh, yeah. I got to say, though, there's like, you can easily miss it because it's not really like focused on. But the way Tom Hanks sits on his office chair when he first gets to his office, he's sitting on his feet exactly the way like all kids do, myself included. When you're sitting on your ankles and your feet. You know what I mean? Well, I definitely still sit like that sometimes. Awesome. Yes. Every once in a while... And this is such a this is a very me reference. Every once in a while, I'll sit in a chair like Futaba from Persona Five sits in a chair. Oh no, I've never played Persona Five. <laughs> just just look up Futaba in chair. It's such a weird way of sitting, but it works. Futaba in chair. It's basically just like your feet are up. Oh yes. Yep. Also, man, there's some really good art on this page. Um. <laughs> Also, one that's just of an orange folding chair that says Futaba on it. I know, I saw that too. <laughs> Buy it. Welcome to, like, we just Google weird shit during the podcast. It's my favorite activity. Um, but yeah, so, he gets this data entry drop, and he's actually pretty good at it. It's really easy, it's just putting in numbers from stuff he sent. Mm. Um, a couple of interesting things happen in the data center. Uh, the first being, uh, he is taking some stuff to get Xeroxed because the other guy clearly had to do it, but told the newbie to do it. Um, and takes out the fucking CEO. Like a lineman, dude. I don't even watch yeah. football, but I made that cool reference. Yeah, good work. Good work. <laughs> Applause. Um, yeah, takes out the CEO, who's like totally fine, but his underling there is pissed. Um, here Paul, is when we meet that Susan. Paul, right? That was Paul, yeah. Okay. Who sucks? I hate Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul is more of a child than the literal child. <laughs> um, yes. That's kind of one of the themes of Paul. Actually, that's the only theme of Paul. That's really the only reason he's in this movie. Um, oh, but yeah, he takes out he takes out uh, Mr. McMillan. Um, and they talk, and we, he meets Susan, who is wearing a dr- dress <laughs> that slightly shows her bra, and that is what Joshua is going to focus on. <sighs> he needs some kind of workplace, like, 
Harassment E-card. training. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a couple of things in this movie that haven't aged super well. Um, that's one of them. That's Listen, I related. I, we've all been horrible We've all been there. It, it, it still feels... I don't Wrong. know. I think it's just because it is he's an adult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and every once in a while in this movie, it's very hard to separate. Okay, are we adult adult Josh or are we kid Josh? Even though they're the same person at the same time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, But yeah, he goes, he does his thing, and then he calls his mom. It is a fucking kidnapper. Uh, <laughs> kind of mentioned this already. Like, definitely plays up the fact that he's kidnapped a child. It's convenient, I, I suppose, <laughs> for him, but it's it's totally wrong. Like, I'm kind of interested to see, after this film ends, that conversation with the police. Yeah. Like, where have you been? What happened? How I are don't you? Know. I just, I just, I feel like that's the answer that you got to stick with there. It's just, just keep saying, I don't know. Mark. Like, but yeah. The next, he goes back, kind of living his life. The next day, it's a Saturday, so he doesn't have to work. So he goes to FAO Schwarz, a um, toy shop. I think it's just toys. It might be more than that. I don't know. I don't know what FAO Schwarz is. I think it's just the department store, but it might just be toys. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, quick look. Google says it's a American toy brand. Oh. Um, he's there, though, playing with toys, having a good time. Uh, eventually playing laser tag with this one kid who, like a lot of characters in this movie, pop up for this one scene and then disappear for the rest of the movie. Um, cool scene, though. While he's been I, shot and pretends to seize on the floor. Yes. <laughs> which, man, I remember when kids used to do that in my like elementary school and then a kid actually had a seizure. Oh, no. <laughs> it didn't go well. <laughs> It was bad, man. Because <laughs> you know that the next kid that tr- pretended to have a seizure got in, like, massive trouble. trouble. Yeah. It's like, that just nipped that at the bud. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah. On, <laughs> I love the line here from Mr. McMillan of, Do you work for me? Oh, I feel I know, like right? you work for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like After being, like, decked by him in the office. Mm-hmm. It's like, as a matter of fact, I do, sir. I'm sorry. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, they walk around and we learn a little bit more about McMillan. Um, he's like, he gets all of these business reports and they all suck. Like, he can't, those can't tell what's going to sell. What's going to sell is the toys that kids like. Um, Mr. McMillan, actually, like, kind of a stand-up guy. No, I like him. I mean, from the first moment in the office when he's like, we need more people who have some hustle around here. Like, he's kind of a likable guy. Yeah, it's it's a nice change of pace in a movie that, like, the, your antagonist, in quotes, character isn't the CEO of the company. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. It's just someone who's slightly under the main character. Yeah. I like that. Um... But yeah, Mr. McMillan and Josh kind of have this bonding moment. They're learning about toys. Josh explaining why some toys are great, why he likes some, why he doesn't like others. Um, particularly talking about table hockey. Which I never played table hockey, and I feel like I missed out. 
You did. Absolutely, you did. That might just be coming from my rewatch lately of Big Time Rush and seeing that table hockey in their crib. But is is Big Time Rush good? I got to ask. Yes and no. Uh, That tells me everything I need to know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's a yes and no. I loved the show as a kid, and I've got great memories tied to it, but it's not great. Um, Bringing it back around. Eventually, they come to a... They're talking, and Josh steps on a foot-operated keyboard. Awesome. Uh, he is immediately... like They're having this intense like work conversation. He just fully halts it to play with his keyboard. And I love it. <laughs> well, then I love that even like uh, McMillan like, joins in. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he knows when to separate like work from life. And, and they both just kind of have this like sweet moment together that's just right in the middle of the movie um that i mean i guess really doesn't service anything but it just exists yeah it's and it's so good like you don't get moments like this in movies anymore Uh -uh. like this non sequitur that has no bigger meaning other than like just a couple characters bonding there's no dialogue like the only sound we get that's not piano or their footsteps is people cheering for them and yet it has some of the most meaning. Yeah, know? it's still probably my favorite scene in this entire movie. Chopsticks. Chopsticks. And heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I would be tired of these songs, mostly because like, my brother plays piano, and when he was learning, I had to hear them like nonstop all the time. Because <laughs> we, like, ac- we had like an actual like piano. We didn't have a keyboard. So it wasn't like oh, he could yeah. put headphones on and... <laughs> Only, only he would hear it. Like the entire house would hear this the freaking keep or freaking piano. Every time you really hit the wrong good. note, you'd hear it. Do do do. Yeah, I can like I can tell you like all of heart and soul, just the tune of it. I couldn't play it for you to save my life, but <laughs> I always wish I learned how to play piano. I agree. I used to have one as well, and I would you know dabble around, but I never sat down and learned properly. Yeah, when I I learned um, how to play guitar, and when I like initially sat down, I was given three options: um, drums, piano, or guitar. Um, drums were immediately out because like my parents were not about to let me get a drum set. <laughs> <laughs> Too loud. And at the time, I was like, "Okay, what's cooler, piano or guitar? Guitar. Let's guitar. go with that." <laughs> Tell you what, when this pandemic's over, I'll drive over and we'll I'll get my bass out. We'll yeah, jam. We'll jam. Yeah, in okay, I've just I've totally non sequitur myself out of out of the movie. <laughs> Bringing it back in. Um McMillan and Josh have a good time that day and McMillan invites Josh to a massive marketing campaign pitch with some senior execs. Um the senior execs are there and they pitch this really shitty transformer um, that turns into a skyscraper. Awful. Yeah. And, like it doesn't even transform all that much. Who wants to play with a building? Like, I think my favorite thing about this toy is literally, like, the head pops up and the arms pop out and the legs pop out. And that's it. It's so ugly, too. It's terrible. Um, Josh just keeps questioning it. Like, I don't get it. It's not fun. Um, just driving Paul crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, uh, he gives the ideas of what will eventually become the... Uh, the Power Rangers, prehistoric yeah. robots. Yes, dude. 
Uh, I would be damned if I didn't make that reference. He starts with bugs, though. Maybe prehistoric bugs. I'm sure there was a Power Rangers where they did bugs. Uh, Yes, I think so. They've done just about everything, so I'm sure bugs was one of them. God, I miss Power Rangers. Power Rangers rocked. Yes, thank you. I I like that, of course, the the show, or movie, sorry, um... It's like all heavily influenced by toys is where we just start talking about the toys we loved. Which, I should have expected that. I mean, while we're on it, that whole trampoline scene, like, God, one of my best, my best friend from from elementary school, he used to have one, and I'm, every day, we'd go just jump. It's awesome. I miss it. Jumping on trampolines was the best. There's this place here in Oregon um, that you might know because you're around uh, called uh, Sky High. Um, not to be confused with the movie. Not yeah, not confused with the movie. That it's it's like a trampoline like gym. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all like you have like an area for like trampoline dodgeball, and then another like just general jump area. But the best thing in this awesome. was a foam pit that you could just jump and do flips and stuff into. It, it's just it's fun both like as a kid, but even now it is still as an adult, fun. Yeah, trampolines universally fun. Not a drinking activity, though. Definitely not. Don't don't eat before jumping, and don't drink before jumping. Save it. Okay, so he goes there. It's not fun. Um, Paul Davenport's dreams have been totally crushed. He's not good at making toys. Um, however, McMillan promotes Josh to like vice president in charge of product development. I had to write that down, but essentially it's the vice president toy maker <laughs> or toy so, checker. Like he just plays with toys and sets what's fun and then it's some fun. Mm-hmm. Love his office, by the way. Really? Yeah. I mean, as a kid, just like having a bunch of toys Yeah. in your office. That sounds, sounds awesome. Rad. Uh, I feel like I'd lose all of the toys, especially me as a little kid. Oh no! Absolutely. I remember he has um, Deborah Jo Rupp. I had had this toy figurine of Larry Boy from VeggieTales, like the superhero version of Larry. I didn't know they made toys from VeggieTales. They did. Um, As a little kid, I would shove them all into like my the the gate they put in front of my room. Um, But we had lost this Larry Boy toy, and like three years later. A friend of mine and I were just like playing in the garage, and he found it underneath like a workbench. Wow, <laughs> it's crazy where you'll where you will uh, where you'll lose toys. I wish I, I wish I still had my tech deck, dudes. Oh man, those, those were the best. Those are so cool. I'm trying to think, what other toys were great? I I was definitely like impartial to Beyblades. Oh, who wasn't? Come on. Mm-hmm. I still think best toy is, is Lego, though. Like, Lego's Classic. where it's at. Yeah. Super expensive now, though. I Actually, I just bought a Lego set today. Ooh, which, which one? Uh, I got the Lego architecture set for Tokyo. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm definitely still very into Legos. Um, that, has to, that has to be like a stream series. It's build Legos and vibe. Oh, I'm going to be doing... I am definitely going to be streaming building this. Awesome. Um, I have to get some stuff set up for it, though. Right. Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> bring it back around again. Honestly, this should have been a toy podcast. Well, yeah, welcome. This is just we're going to take over the name, the toys that made us. That's us now. Nice. Um, 
get fucked Netflix? No, I'm wow. kidding. <laughs> I could never take Netflix on. I could barely take on Disney. <laughs> oh, we would lose both those. We guys. would lose very badly. Look, there's a yeah. reason I don't promo the show all that much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he plays with toys um, and kind of loves it. We get some stuff here. He gets more money, so he gets a freaking penthouse. Not realizing what he has. Um, he fills it with toys, the trampoline, a rigged Pepsi machine, and a pinball machine, also rigged. Um, eventually, he and Billy having a grand old time. Um, I do want to take a step back, though, with just him and Billy and the kind of their whole mm-hmm. concept of kids spending money. Because I totally glanced over the first paycheck that uh, Josh gets. Yeah, they have like a food party with the Oreos and the pizza. Yeah, they first they go to the bank though. <laughs> they are they're terrible. They want three dimes, a hundred dollar bill, and eighty seven ones. Okay, I was a bit confused. Why did they want the ones? I still don't know. I have no idea why they wanted the one dollar bill. Because as an adult, like you, you understand why you want the ones. But as a kid, I, I like maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they wanted it. Maybe they went to like an arcade and were using them for quarters. That's okay. That was my thinking as well. Cool. Like, I, they never explained that. I think it was supposed to be a strip club joke. But Maybe. I don't I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I love that they're like, let's just buy a crap load of food. Um, and then you ne- you'll notice, we never see them buying food again. No. <laughs> now the now one, they've moved the on time. to soda and toys. Also, I, I, just, I just realized, um, like, how quaint is it that, like... I'm, I know there's people that still do it, but, like, the idea of going into a bank to cash a check is, like, very strange to me. I don't know. Yeah, I'm... Very, very used to direct deposit now. Yeah, direct deposit rocks. I um, I still have to cash checks once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, I still... I just do it from my phone. It's just that easy now. Take a picture of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put in the numbers. Have to wait, like, two weeks, but... It gets there oh, eventually. for me, it's the next day. Interesting. Oh, it's my. I'm very low priority at my bank. Oh. <laughs> um, probably because of my age. They don't like us youngins. Do not. It's just because they can't make money off of us. Because <laughs> we don't have it. All we know how to do is borrow student loans. Ooh, getting getting really real now. Too real. Let's go. Let's go back to the the, the party. Let's go back. The, get back to the, like the really real. Don't want to grow up movie. Uh huh. Um. But yeah, at some point along this, um, after all this is happening, um, McMillan has a party. He's going around greeting everyone, and eventually goes up to the bar and starts to talk with Susan. Susan's trying to get him to trying to pitch this idea to him at work, which his response to is, "Susan, have a drink." This is a party, (laughs) not work. Exactly. Again, like that work-life balance that McMillan is kind of trying to preach to his his employees, but none of them listen. Mm -hmm. Um. At this point, um, she starts to come on to Josh. Um. Eventually, they get out of there. Um, and he's just messing around with the car, which I can't blame him. Um, it was it was almost a bit too annoying. 
Like, I was like, okay, we get it. The you're, only you're a child. Yeah, it was. It was just enough. The only thing that like really annoyed mm-hmm. me was the damn sound of lock unlock lock unlock. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I hate that sound. Same. There's a few sounds that are like absolutely not. That is one of them for me. Um, they come on. Eventually, they you know stick their heads up the top window. They're talking. Billy has that line of like, "Hey, that's my apartment." <laughs> and she's like, "I should go there." How and we get this hilarious way. moment of the of the car going in full reverse. Reverse. Yeah. Um, they get up there and like. Susan is clearly expecting sex from this day. Um, and that's just not what happens. Great Xanax joke in there, too. Yeah. Um, sh- oh, I also, I also want to point out that, like, God, uh, when they first get in there and, like, he turns on, like, the lights and the music and stuff, uh, Forget Me Nots is playing, which is the jam. And I did not know it was going to be in this movie. And, like, at that point, I was just, like, vibing in my, my apartment to myself. This movie has, like, surprisingly good music. Like, just in general. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, he comes in, and, like, Susan's initially worried, because this is clearly a kid's apartment. Yeah. Like, toys, a trampoline. This is what a kid does when they don't know how to spend money. Um, but she eventually has a good time. Um, <laughs> I wrote, at I wrote in little... my... Sorry, go ahead. No, I just wrote my notes, like... If this was set now, like barring pandemic, this would make like for a great like Tinder story online. Like, I went over to this dude's <laughs> apartment and we jumped on his trampoline. Like what? Yeah, that's like I think it's r slash Tinder stories or something. Wait, is this an actual Reddit? Subreddit? Dude, this is an actual subreddit. I'm gonna go sub right now. <laughs> um, it's mostly like. R slash Tinder stories is mostly just people either angry or failing, but every once in a while, there's there are some gems. Um, but yeah, they come on. They're they're jumping. There's a great line when he's pulling her over to the trampoline, and she's like, "Do you just have any wine?" <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> again, remember Billy, adult, also not an adult. Uh, but the jump, they have a good time. Uh, we have a cut to. Her in some of Billy's clothes, laying on the bottom part of the bed. Uh, he comes over. She's definitely again expecting him to sleep with her. He the jumps up to the top the middle. bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he hands her like a, a glow in the dark compass ring, which was kind of sweet, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, it was. It was really sweet. It was really cute, and you can kind of see Susan being like, "Oh, this is what it's like to be treated well." Um, <laughs> that's true. I think the ne- yeah the next scene is Susan and um, Paul talking. Paul. Uh, Paul just being disgusting and a, a prick. Um, and they have this whole back and forth. I don't remember if this is the point in which they go and play pickleball. Oh, is that what it's called? I thought it was racquetball or racquetball. I, I, must- I don't know. I honestly, pickleball and racquetball are the same thing to me. So. Even this though they're was, definitely was, different. Yeah. I'm trying I, to think. I, I think for me, this is the only scene that didn't work in the movie. But, like, the only scene. Because um, I think it only establishes 
um, Paul as like the asshole of the movie even further. Mm-hmm. Which like I'm already sold on. I already think he's an asshole. Like I didn't I didn't need the racquetball scene. But yeah, the only said, thing it does it was is, really funny. The only thing it does is get Paul out of the picture. Um. Oh yeah. Which is like cool. Um, and it it is funny. Like all the people laughing at this happening. Um. But well, it, the it wasn't runs on so long. That that scene could have been about like a minute shorter. <laughs> no, that's why I liked it. Interesting. Like they were clearly going to eventually hard cut to him after him after the scene. Like that was all always, always clearly going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I did not need the whole part of him running away. Eventually, he takes him down to the ground. He still somehow holds on to it. This is like me and my little brother when we were younger fighting over the who gets the controller. <laughs> who gets the good controller and who gets the Mad Cat's controller? Unfortunately, I was an only child. I was the older child, so I always won. Good for you. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> you got the good controller. Yeah, we'll just say yes for now and then analyze okay. my life later off camera. <laughs> um... But yeah, Josh is out of the picture, um, and we here we kind of slowly start to see Josh get more and more adult. Still coming up with great toy ideas, though. Um, there's also a romance that kind of starts to develop between Susan and Josh. Um, uh, we kind of see some uh, a montage here of Josh doing some adult things. Like, he goes to this party that... Susan's friend was having, and he helped their kid oh, with their math homework. I love that scene. It was it was great. It's also the only scene I remember from this montage. It might not have been a montage. Um, I don't I don't think it was. I was trying to like. I'm not sure why my brain inserted a montage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he helps him with that, and like he's clearly becoming more of an adult. Um, he's becoming to be more focused on his job, spending less time with Billy. Billy feeling kind of rejected. I almost forgot about Billy for a good, like, 30 minutes. Well, Billy's not in this for a good, like, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, I do want to know also um, when Susan, like, is ending things with Paul. When when he's, like, asking, like, what, is he, what, do, you, what do you see in him? And, she, like, oh, yeah, ironically he's... says he's a grown-up. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah. Because it's very much the... In some way, kids are much more to the point and nicer to each other than adults are. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah, that there's some like there's some deep like philosophical like mental stuff you can go down with that road, but oh, I'm sure. Yeah, we we here are an entertainment podcast and not nearly qualified enough to go through down that road. So we're not going to. Moving on. Um. So yeah, last time Billy, Billy feels rejected. At some point, McMillan asks Josh to come up with a new line of toys. Uh, and he is freaking out. Um, you definitely see him, like, he doesn't really have that childlike wonder anymore. Um, life is beaded out of him. No colors in his wardrobe. Yeah, he's down to his down to his suit now. Um, he is worried about it, but Susan is going to come help him out. Um, at this point, Billy shows up, um, trying to talk and hang out with Josh again. Uh, Josh kind of shuns him and brushes him aside. Um, other stuff happens. Uh, at some point, 
Billy comes home and has gotten the information and learns where the Zoltar machine is. A place called Seapoint Park, which I just mm-hmm. love that name. That's a very nice name. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh coming up with this line of toys with Susan, uh, coming up with a digital comic book. Man, which looking back it, like, on that plays idea. Like a, plays like an adventure game, right? Yeah, it's an adventure game, but in comic book form. Right. Looking back on that, (laughs) man, they weren't far off from the future. No. Enter the age of video games. (laughs) Where my one of my favorite games is a comic book. Everyone should go play Comic Zone. Oh, Comic Zone. Comic Zone. It's an old Sega Genesis game. Yeah, that game is really hard. It's hard as crap, and I've still never beaten it, but I love it. Um, but yeah, they do that. We have this kind of awkward conversation between them of Susan being like, what are we? If this isn't a fair, I get it. But if there's feelings here, I don't, I want to figure this out. Um, doesn't answer the question. Just says stop or whatever. And like slaps her. Everything's okay after that. <laughs> yeah. He just kind of pushes to the side being like, yeah. Um, Eventually, he talks to her about his doubts. Like He's like, I'm a kid. Like He finally explains the situation to her. Um, and that he wants to... He might actually want to go back to his old life. Um, yeah. At first, she thinks he's married. <laughs> um, which I found amusing. Uh, in well, actual- by the way, like I, like, I know he missed his family and stuff, but to me, it almost seemed like the... Um- the comic book that he was doing was the the motivator for him to return to a child because, like, he never finished his adventure game, you know? Yeah, it def- it was definitely cool seeing that come through and then seeing it really come through when he beats the adventure game. Um, what does he melt the wizard with? Uh, it's like a... Whew, I don't remember, like a temporal packet or something i don't don't think it was important i just i'm just (laughs) curious again if any of you out there know what this game is please let me know tweet at me Mm. at griffy d-pad i want to know what this game is i want notes i need notes i need to take by the way actually i saw this pretty cool tiktok about like games you can play online with your friends during during this panty we're going through um, and one of them was an online adventure game where you can like hop on and like a very similar like discord call um, and go on an, an adventure game together, and you can all pick um, a genre to play. Uh, so, if I find that, I will let you know, so you can, you know, if you want, if you're interested. Okay, that is cool, and I am definitely interested. I have now Googled the adventure game in Big to see if this is an actual game. Is it? And it looks like no. Bummer. Let's see. Coming on here. This game looked awesome and I really wanted to play it, but sadly the game never actually existed. I am now very... It always sucks. Reality sucks. Cancel it all now. We're ending the episode here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no. Billy comes back. So yeah, he does that. Comes off. She goes to bed. Um, next day. Billy comes in, gives Josh the uh, address right before his big pitch. He's like... Seapoint Park, this is where you go. This is where Zoltar is. Come back, come back to being a kid. Um, 
Josh then has him leave because he has this pitch coming up. Uh, Mid-pitch, Josh and Susan actually doing like a really good pitch, and this is a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, they're like, it's actually really simple to build, yada, yada, yada. And not as expensive as they thought it was going to be Yeah, for them to sell. Mm-hmm. Although, 19 bucks for a digital comic book. That's a rip I mean, if it's like a choose-your-own-adventure, like... I mean, it sounds pretty cool for like the mm-hmm. '80s, you know. Yeah, and I like that they were essentially just making—they um, were essentially making a, a console because the yeah. idea was you would buy games to put into it. Mm-hmm. So forward-thinking. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So he goes partway through the pitch. Josh leaves, going to Seapoint Park. Susan continues the the pitch for a little bit, but then eventually leaves after him, chasing after him. But by the time she gets down to the uh, ground floor. He's already gotten in a cab and taken off, but Billy's out there buying a hot dog, so it's all good. <laughs> I wonder if Billy ever actually got his hot dog that day. I hope um, he does. Yeah, so do I. Billy deserves a I hot have, dog. You know, you know what I kind of miss when we're, when we're out on hot dogs real quick? You ever go to like a, a baseball game or, or a movie theater and just like treat yourself to the hot dog? Dude, ballpark hot dogs are the best. Oh, man. I remember I used to work... Um, at a baseball diamond doing filming stuff. And after the game, concessions would come over with literally this box of hot dogs that they didn't sell. Um, and they'd be like, here you go. And that's how I ate for an entire term of college. That's awesome. It was great. I miss those days. Um, now I really want a hot dog. Dang it. I know, dude. I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I just ran over to Costco quick. Oh, my God. The Polish dogs from Costco? Are you kidding me? So good. So good. It's definitely because we're recording this, like, around the time, like, right before I eat dinner. (laughs) Dinner time, yeah. (gasps) Okay, we got to finish this movie, dang it. And then hot dogs. (laughs) We're close. We're close. This movie kind of wraps up pretty quickly. Yeah. Actually, like, once we get to this point, like, it's it's us. Snap and you're done. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, Susan follows after him. He, Josh finds the machine, which has become a kid again. Susan shows up, sees the machine, realizes, sees the fortune, and realizes that he was actually telling the truth and is not insane. Did we skip the whole sex scene when he's, like, grabbing boob and it goes on for longer than it, like... I I'm, did, because it was a weird scene, Christian. <laughs> okay, we can keep going, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was weird, and I didn't want to talk about that more than we already had. I apologize. <laughs> um... They talk, she realizes, um, he has this really sweet line of, there's a million things telling me to go, but there's only one thing telling me to stay, and that's you. Um, she drives him home. Uh, this time, the Zoltar machine works significantly quicker than the last time. <laughs> um, they have this moment. Uh, she, she, um, oh yeah, he offers, says, um, she should become a kid again, but she's like, I can't. You won't you won't understand. And honestly, I totally get that. Yeah. Like part of me would love to be a kid again. The other part of me does not want to go through that shit again. Oh, totally. However, um I want to pitch to you something. All right, hit me. Um I I pause it at this moment because I thought that for a second she was going to become a kid with him. Um, and I had this banger of an idea 
Netflix produced sequel to Big called Little, where it's alternate universe. Susan goes back with Tom Hanks uh, to be a kid. Um, Susan and Tom Hanks uh, like are recast as the parents, um, and the and the new kids like are are Josh and Susan like uh, you know kind of like growing up together, uh, balancing the like don't want to be an adult quite yet, still living as a kid. Yeah, I can definitely see it. I would love to see the yeah, like the opposite, which I guess would just be seventeen again, but younger. Oh, true. Yeah, seventeen Good again, movie, but younger. Um, but yeah, he becomes a kid like almost as soon as he steps out of the car. Like he walks over, turns around, and then becomes a kid. Uh, like I said, much quicker than last time. We got this really tiny kid in this really big suit. <laughs> um. He walks in, reunites with his family, um, and that's the end of the movie as Heart and Soul plays over the credits. Loved it. Now I really want a hot dog. What would you rate this movie? I forgot what I rated it on Letterboxd. I, I don't normally rate movies on... Um, I, I, have, I have a Letterboxd, but I keep forgetting to actually use it. Um, I would give this one probably an 8 out of 10. I really like this movie. Oh, same. Uh, I do think that just, there's a lot of stuff with Susan that just did not age well. Oh, no. Um, and I it does take you out. It definitely takes you out of the movie. How about, how about you? Where do you rate this? I gave this a three and a half stars out of five. Nice. That's a good rating. I think that's wait. I think that's the same. Come, I'm trying to do the math. Enjoyable. <laughs> There's a few things that, you know, don't hold up so well, but, like, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> this is definitely, like, it, I would recommend people go watch this movie if they haven't. Um, and especially if you haven't and you've gotten to the end of this, and, like, if anything we've said sounds interesting, it's definitely worth watching, at the very least, for the piano scene. Oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe just go watch the piano scene. Like, that's really all you, you know, need to know. That piano scene is good, but I, I think it, it's it's be, it's heightened by like the surrounding events of the movie. Oh, definitely! Like building into it, having him go through the working stuff, and having him to yeah. go back to a significantly more stressful working thing afterwards. It's definitely like it's definitely well placed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely recommend people go check out this movie because it's really good. Like looking and at some of Hanks. the. Um, I'm curious what this has on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to look it up. No. Good question. I've been trying to find more, like, things to put into the show. Rotten Tomatoes score might be interesting. Um, oh, it has a, um, oh, no, I, no, continue without disabling. 97 on the tomato meter, an 82% wow. audience score. So people definitely like this movie. And I can't blame them. For good reason. <laughs> yeah, this is, this movie is a classic, and... Yeah, despite it not aging well, it's pretty damn good. Um, any final thoughts on it, Christian? Um, if you, I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, like, what are you doing? You, you, you hadn't seen it yet. That that is true. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we sit. Well, I'm glad we got to sit down and actually do this because I, I don't think I would have gotten to it if if I weren't on the show. Yeah, there's so there's definitely I, I um. 
I hadn't mentioned it. There's definitely some really cringe moments in this. Um, oh, so which ones? I don't know. It's it's pretty much like any time he is very clearly being a kid at the beginning, when he's an adult. It oh, def- like when he's like eating the the ice cream. The yeah. Sunday? Yeah. Like there's there's some moments like that, but I think that they are. I think that they're actually to the benefit. Of um, I'm of with this. you. Um, worth noting on just kind of some fun facts before we wrap this up. Um, the show was adapted to become a TV series. They tried to do this twice, and it did not work out either time. It's because they didn't use my idea. Yeah. Uh, and also, just a twice? reminder that Zoltar is still around today, and it's based in Nevada. And if you wanted a Zoltar machine, you can go get it at Zoltar.org. They're definitely not our sponsor. But it's still really <laughs> weird that they're still around. I, I gotta say, I, I don't think this movie would work as a show at all. Oh, definitely not. It would have been like it would have been an interesting show, like seeing kind of the hijinks of a child as an adult. Mm-hmm. Oh, huh. Yeah. Hey, what was your pitch for um for little? Oh, where Susan Susan goes back with with Tom Hanks. Well, you see, there's this movie that was released in 2019 called Little. What is it about? Is it my a, idea? A remake of Big. It stars Regina Hall, Issa Rae, and Marseille Martin. It follows an overbearing boss who is transformed into the child version of herself. Wow. <laughs> oh, Black Lead, too. I, I'm interested. <laughs> oh, that's just oh, perfect. Oh, I know this movie. <laughs> that's just I've never perfect. Seen it. Look, this, I don't think this movie did very well. Considering we awesome. haven't heard of this, God, it's got a great cast too. It, it yeah. Like what the heck? How didn't we? This is like wow. I am just I'm shocked right now. I might have some more homework to do. Yeah, I kind of need to go watch this. I think. Compare and contrast. All right, I, that feels like a good a... more of a Cobra Kai type show. Yeah, it seems like it's it's related but unrelated. Mm-hmm. All right, that that seems like a good place as any to wrap it up. Yes, yes. <laughs> with our with your your theory there being proven correct, your idea already being made, kind of. Christian, where can people find you? Yeah, you they can find me online on twitter.com at isochristian, where I. Uh, will promote my movie podcast called Large Popcorn. We're doing a uh, top films of 2020 in a very interesting way uh, pretty pretty soon. And then, Griffin, again, you're going to be on the show talking about Lord of the Rings, which, uh, again, I'm very excited for. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, at the very least, it'll be a fun conversation. We'll see how the, show, we'll see how the movie goes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just going to start, start the narrative now that I hate Lord of the Rings. Oh, um, I, want, I want you to. It's just going to be chaos. Dustin's going to be so mad at me. If I hate it. Poor Dustin. <laughs> nah, that's that's all. Yeah, check. Keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye on the socials. You can follow me on Twitter at GriffyDPad. And you can follow the show on Twitter at D plus us. That's the best place to find our uh, social exclusive content. When videos and episodes of the podcast are going live, etc., etc. Christian. Yes. 
thank you so much for coming on today. No, thank you. This was tons of fun. Yeah, I will have to have you back on again. And like I said, I'm really looking forward to recording Lord of the Rings. Yes. And to all of you out there listening, thank you. Thank you for hanging out through this hour, 15 minutes, roughly. It means a lot to me every time you guys come and listen to this full show. So that's why I always like to end it with saying thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being you. And until next time, have a magical day.